0: Folks, Machinery Pete here. I want to thank you for joining us on our episode number nine podcast of our Machine Repeat podcast series here. I hope you enjoy our little conversations. And I want to start off again thanking our sponsor, Case IH, for making this podcast possible. Definitely stop in when you get a chance, folks, and visit with your local Case IH dealer. On whatever your farm equipment needs, um, they're there to help you and partner with you to help you uh, be better on the farm. So again, thank you to Case IH. And before we get going, uh, kind of a special episode this week, but our spotlight tractor of the episode this week is the Case IH 8920. Now these Magnums, of course, very popular tractors. The 8920 made for just a couple years back in the late 90s. And the reason we're highlighting it today, boy, I tell you what, an amazing auction coming up uh, would be Saturday, November 30th. This is a farm retirement auction. Over in Monticello, Wisconsin. It's a sale for Jigs Mayor, Jigs, I, I hope you forgive me if I mispronounce your last name there, but uh, folks, you want to talk about an auction. This sale is by BM Auction, and on the sale, Jigs has an 8920 two wheel drive with only 650 hours on it. So I posted a blog the other day on our machinerepeat.com website, and boy, that thing took off because of the this tractor, this 8920. Now, just to give you an idea as we go into sale day, and, and by the way, again, the sale is Saturday after Thanksgiving. So, you know, they talk Black Friday, big sale day the day after the sale. Well, you know what? November 30th, that's going to be Red Saturday in Monticello, Wisconsin, with this 8920 and some other tractors that Jigs has. But again, they, if I look back over our Machinery repeat auction price data for 30 years, the highest auction price I've ever seen on a two-wheel drive case 8920 it's $92,000, and that was back on July 11th of 2015 over New Ulm, Minnesota, uh, south-central part of the state, uh, very great uh, farm ground over there. They had a 97 model with 614 hours, it brought 92,000. So, you know, we could be looking somewhere in that ballpark, I think, on the sale November 30th. Again, Jigs is eighty-nine twenty two wheels got 650 hours on it. The second highest auction price I've ever seen on an 89.20 is 81000 That was all the way back on... Uh, April 10th of 2013, down in uh, Howe, Texas. There was a 98 model on that sale with only 461 hours on it. So again, uh, that was the blog. That was the reason I wrote that blog was about that 8920. But also on this sale, Jig's retirement sale, he's got a case age 2294 open station two-wheel drive. with Only 1,397 hours on it. Looks amazing. Of course, you don't see many open station two-wheel drive factory tractors like that from the from that era back in the 80s and 90s and 2000s. And there's actually another 2294 on the sale, two-wheel drive. That one has a cab, 1,987 hours on it, never been unhooked from the baler. So check out our website, machineryp.com, folks. You'll see that blog. Uh, click on the, the Farm Talk discussion link in the upper right. You'll... You'll find the blog, and again, that sale is November 30th. Not sure if I'm going to be able to get over there shoot video, but uh, I hope to uh, for that BNM auction for Jigs uh, Biddling Mayer. Okay, now for this episode, folks, because Thanksgiving is coming up, um, it's been almost 15 years now. I'm back about 2004 or five. I wrote my first blog in advance of Thanksgiving, with the advice to people, and I don't like to give advice. That's not in my nature, but I said at the time, you know, when, you have rel- when you're have around relatives and friends, it's really an opportunity to capture things. And in particular, with these cameras we have now, these smartphones that shoots, out, shoots great video and audio, you know, the opportunity to... You know, get your grandpa, your uncle, your aunt, your grandma. Just get them on camera talking a little bit. Because I've always had this thing, two things for me. Uh, People's voices and people's handwriting. Now, handwriting, of course, that's kind of going out the window with cell phones and Internet. But I still have notes, birthday notes, my grandma and grandpa wrote to me when I was a kid. And seeing their penmanship, it says something about them. And voices for me, when our two daughters, Megan and Josie, were little one, two, three years old, I would wonder what their voice would sound like when they grew up. And on the flip side, uh, you know, our grandparents, um, those who are a generation or two ahead of us, you know, won't be with us all the time. So when they are, particularly Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you have a smartphone in your pocket, take it out and get a little clip of grandpa or grandma talking. Now, along these lines, on this episode, I want to share one of my favorite uh, interviews I've ever done. And this was back in April of 2017, back in my hometown of Benson, Minnesota. It was was, at the time, 91 years old, Abner Jacobson. He was a famous auctioneer in West Central Minnesota. And Abner was actually also a, part, a business partner of my father, Jerry Peterson, in the farm equipment business for years, in the 60s, 70s. <clears throat> and I'd, I'd meant to interview Abner for years and you know you just get busy and it's tough and we got lots going on and I'd never done it but finally in April I was going home and we arranged for Abner to come out to the dealership and we did an interview and I tell you what it was the was the most amazing 50 minute interview I've ever done it's on YouTube you can go watch the whole thing but I want to share a piece of that interview now today and again plant the seed with you when you're around your family take your take your smartphone and record a little video to get the voice to hear your grandma or grandpa or your uncle tell that story that everyone in the family's heard seven times. But you know what? After they're gone five, ten years from now, you're going to want to have that. And Abner Jacobson is the best storyteller I've ever met. If you want to know what it's like to be a Minnesotan, listen to this interview with Abner. And again, this was me and Abner and my dad, Jerry, sitting around at a conference table. April 20th of 17. Now, Abner at the time was 91 years young. Abner passed away two years later, just this year, May 7th of 19, at the age of 93. Beautiful life, and uh, again, I just wanna share this interview, so uh, here you go. Enjoy, folks.
1: We plant corn in Iowa, spray soybeans in Illinois. We pull
2: calves in Kansas, farrow hogs in Minnesota,
1: We raise rice in Arkansas, rye in Canada, and wheat everywhere in between.
0: We We farm millions of acres acres across North North America America.
2: and build every piece of Case IH equipment. Built by farmers for farmers. Case IH. Rethink productivity.
0: Hey folks, Machinery Pete here. I'm in my hometown of Benson, Minnesota, and I tell you what, we got a real treat for you today. (laughs) (laughs) Legendary auctioneer here, Abner Jacobson. I've known Abner since I was, could walk. And Abner. And diapers. <laughs> and diapers, correct. And folks, Abner, uh, legend in the auction business here in Minnesota and around the country. Uh, we're going to talk the auction and also just the machinery business. Um, in case you maybe did not know the history, Abner was a business partner with my father, Jerry Peterson. And Dad, good to see you.
2: Good to see you. Good and
0: uh, Abner, now, uh, you got involved in the auction business in what year? What year did you go to auction school? Well, I went
1: to the auction school at uh, Iowa in uh, 19... I believe in 1946 or 48. Like say nineteen. Okay. Forty-eight. Late 40s. Yeah.
0: And Abner, you are... Currently, you are 90... I'm
1: 91 years old, and uh, I'll be 92 the 14th of June. Okay. And skate on 10 ice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Abner, you are the... You look better than any 91-year-old well, person I, I've ever I,
1: met. I haven't got a quarter, but I'll see if you get one. Right.
0: Avner, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so now you were inducted into the Minnesota Auctioneer Hall of Fame many years ago, I think 2004. Um, you got out of the auction business just re- I mean, recently, six years ago. Yeah,
1: about six years ago, yeah.
0: Okay. And what got you into the auction business back in the late 40s?
1: Well, uh, it, when I was a kid... Uh, Kids would like to go to circus. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go to an auction sale with with the and I used to stand and watch I wish i had cameras at that time. I could still see auctioneers. A guy by the name of Leo Mo, who was very successful. I can remember him standing up at Frank Coates' auction. Maybe eight years ago. Selling a D John Deere. I could still see him standing up there. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed going to the sales. And uh, watching the auctioneers and listening to them, okay. And and uh, it was uh, and my dad was uh, uh, he had done a little of auctioneering, not too much, but he was interested that I should go into it. Hmm. So my dad uh, paid my tuition, one hundred and twenty-five dollars, hmm. to auction school for two weeks in in Mason went, City.
0: What did that feel like as a young guy going to Mason City for two? Well,
1: weeks? Well, a, a lot of young guys there, and it, it was very very interesting. And and uh, so somebody said. Uh, uh, do they uh, teach you to talk fast I don't know you I mean that's born in you but they tell you different things to do uh, this and this and that and what the main thing I think about Oxford school is that uh, when you get home people say he's been to Oxford school right maybe you never learned the thing but you've been to Oxford school you know what I mean right so it was funny. <laughs> And then I, I started getting a lot of household sales or uh, uh, box sales and small stuff sure. around the country. And uh, like I say, then I worked with different auctioneers uh, that were super good to me. Uh, I worked with a guy from uh, uh, Princeburg, uh, Glenwood, and, uh, and got to know a lot of people. Okay. And the big thing was I got a job working the ring out of the sale barn out here. And I worked at the sale barn out here for three years for nothing.
0: In in Benson? In Benson. Okay. For
1: nothing. Just to get to know the people hmm. and catch on to the thing. Then one day, the guy said, I'm going to put you in the box. We'll let you sell. Okay. So I started selling. And and it was a it was a great thing because I got to know people and, and I learned a lot.
0: Right.
1: And I learned a lot from people. I still do it. Talking to people. Sure. Uh, you, if you listen to people... Uh, You can learn a lot. Absolutely. You bet. Uh,
0: Now, uh, there was one other story you mentioned uh, when we were visiting before Abner, when you were a a little guy playing with your, was it your cousins? My Uh, cousin,
1: uh, uh, when we were kids, my cousin, we used to play, we'd play farming and then we'd have to have an auction. And my cousin, Erling, uh, he always wanted to play, we had funerals and and, and, uh, uh, churches. He was in the pulpit on an old chair. And he spoke and spoke and preached.
0: Now, how old were you guys?
1: Early, at that time. yeah, Maybe about eight, nine or ten, you know. Okay. And uh, he'd stand there and he'd preach and preach and we'd sit there, you know what I mean? But he got to be in the... uh, So he wound up uh, in Phoenix, in a great big deal in Phoenix. He actually wound up being a preacher. He wound up being a a preacher. Quite a preacher. Yeah, quite a preacher. So the interesting thing was... uh, uh Yeah, he, he got to be a preacher, and I was coming from Montana, or I come through Montana from the west, and we stopped at a little uh, store where they serve coffee so I sure. and my wife, and my brother and his wife, and and, and uh, we got uh, talking about uh, this and that, and guy pulled in with a big fifth wheeler. I said to the guy, is that thing heavy, hard to pull in, uh, or get around in traffic? Mm-hmm. Nah, he said, I pulled around Phoenix. A lot of traffic. No, you don't have any problem. I got a cousin at a big uh, deal in in Trailer uh, Park or something in, in Phoenix. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, uh, you know, he would play preacher. preacher. She said, you're not talking about Erling Jacobson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he said, we know him real well. Yeah, we know Erling real wow. well. But isn't that interesting? Wow. And she said, Erling Jacobson. He was good to be a... Abner's
2: got some great stories uh, on auctions. And one of my favorites was we had a friend, a mutual friend by the name of Mike Rooney. And tell him about selling that shotgun.
0: I I remember Mike, his son Tom, great guy was in my class, 1984. But uh, yeah, tell us a story about Mike Rooney. Yeah,
1: Mike Rooney was a good friend of mine and had a super fabulous personality. I mean, really something. Yeah, he did. And uh, we done a lot of things together. So I had a furniture sale in town here, and it was an old shotgun. And uh, to grab the shotgun, it was been used. It was kind of loose. I said, hey, look at this, you guys. Here's one that's really been used. And Mike stood back and he said, hey, 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 don't shoot. I'll marry the girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, and, and oh. it, it's uh, yeah, oh. he, he was fantastic. Well, but that- there's a lot of stories, you know. Uh,
0: and Abner, you now how many how many auctions <clears throat> would you roughly estimate that you've had in your well, career? Well,
1: like I said, Craig, give or take, but I'm going to be awful close. I think I've had over good sales, forty five hundred sales. Wow! I'm not counting small sales that uh, you know, a little bit. Uh, what I'm talking about is uh, uh, sales you have for uh, selling for. Uh, where they really bring stuff in right. to make some money, you know. But uh, I've had some good ones. Uh, I've had some pretty good, good. Stuff. But now, uh, after I sold up, uh, the the one of the best sales I had was a little over five hundred thousand. Mm, okay. But now you go to a sale, and uh, and one machine will bring that.
0: Right. Yeah. Isn't you that something?
1: I had. Uh, they called me up the rest home in Glenwood, and and uh, there they they gave to the patients uh, play money. And uh, it was just going, you know, and boy, they were bidding, and stuff was really selling. And and I said to the crowd, ooh, I wish this was real money. It was a real sale. <laughs> the commission <laughs> would really be good right there." You know what I mean, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So
0: after the in the early fifties, your auction business kind of started to kind of take. I off. started.
1: Uh, yeah, I uh, I worked the sale bar in nineteen fifty-two. I started. They started calling me. Okay, I'm getting called. called. And the interesting thing. So I've had sales. Uh, well, i oh a ton. I've been to Minneapolis and I, I've been. Uh, I guess sailed all over South Dakota, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. You know, got to call out a lot of call. But uh, the one I like to tell, I got a sale at uh, Minneapolis, an antique sale, okay. Fourth Avenue North, and down there they got inspectors. Okay, you know, and mm-hmm. this guy was kind of tough, and uh, so he started asking me all his questions, and I got a little homesick. I wish I was. Even there, I mean, mm-hmm. he said, You got to do this, you got to do that, and here's what we do, and all this stuff. And okay, 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 okay. okay. I had help helper with me. I said, He's going to be selling. Got a Minneapolis slice? No. He yeah. said, You don't sell one thing. And it was hot, really hot day, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. And I said, Okay, okay, that's fine. I could sell I can do it. It's a little tough, a little hot, but I, I can do it, no problem, no problem. Yep. And after we'd gone through this, he said, uh, Do you know Father Pensimus? he said, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Benson. You're close to Danvers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know Father Benson. Fence- oh, my God. Yeah, I said, I don't go to his church, but he's a good friend of mine. Yes, I know Father Benson real well, real well. Yeah, we got talking about Father mm-hmm. Fencemas, different things. He was a super guy and fun. Right. How do you get to know him? He said, my, his mother lives right next to me. You have <laughs> got to be kidding. I know he went to cities a lot. Yeah. you got to be kidding. No. You think he's coming down today? He might. Will you bring him over? I sure will, he said. And after we talked a while, he said to me, uh, here's my cart. I'm going home. You run the sale any way you want to run it. Your helper, let him sell if you get tired. Yeah, you you run the sale. And he said, "You you uh, yeah, that, that's fantastic. But then he gave me a card. And he said, I'm going home. And if you get in any kind of problem at all, he said, you call this number and I'll come down and clear you <laughs> I said thank nice. you, but you, you see there it was what it is what you do. It's who you do. Right.
0: Well, Abner, you, you've made a lifetime of friends all everywhere you've gone. I think that was uh, that was born out at Abner's 90th birthday, wasn't it, Dad? Uh, how many people showed up at the Abner's church?
2: Abner's 90th birthday was at uh, Our Redeemer's Church and uh, about 500 people showed up and it was absolutely fantastic. And wow. uh, Abner, tell me about the parking situation. The what? The parking situation. Oh
1: yeah, uh, a lot. Of, I talked to a lot of people later that and they said that they were there, but they didn't come in because they couldn't find a place to park. <laughs> you know. And I told one guy, I uh, said, "Well, that's fine. Just just leave the card. You know, <laughs> leave the card." And uh, but uh, 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 I got to say that uh, uh, I Jerry was a bit got along real good at at a good business at right, a good business. Right. And uh, I was I was uh, really blessed. Uh, Jerry, uh, been ahead of him for a partner because uh, Jerry was smart. I didn't know that much about it, but he'd been working for John Deere and Jerry knew a lot of things. So uh, I wrote, sold a few things and kind of rode along. You know what I mean?
2: Well, uh, that is, uh, that is <laughs> he, he's being very kind there, but I called on, I called on uh, uh, Abner. Uh, I was a territory manager for John Deere. Early 60s? Yep. so they were one of my dealers. And we lived here in town and we called on uh, Abner and Jack Krott and uh, when Jack wanted to retire, one of the reasons I was interested in coming in here is because I knew Abner and I knew his reputation and he was a a heck of a good guy and- uh, What was it about Abner that-
0: uh, he was very well liked. He was very and good honest. looking. And good good... <laughs> that goes without saying, Abner. Absolutely, that goes without saying.
2: I'm sorry, <laughs> and, and good looking. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry I left that part out. But no, he uh, he says he learned a lot from me. I learned a lot from him, and uh, he was just tremendous with people. And uh, and uh, seeing that, uh, it it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty easy to decide to come into business with sure. him and we had a good relationship and uh and uh, 22 years so it's it's been, been great, great. and he's he a great partner
0: and abner so again you had started in the auction business late 40s got rolling in the 50s you yeah, got yeah. into the implement business yeah, yeah. here tell a story about how that happened
1: and uh, how i got into the auction business
0: under the farm equipment business
1: oh i uh this Julius Nelson that I bought out. He, they used to sell cars before they went into it, and he always said to come out and sell machinery for me, and uh-huh. I did. And I went in, and and uh, I just told Jerry about that today. Uh, Kratt and Nelson, they were. If it wasn't for Kratt Nelson, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair talking to you today. Hmm. You follow me? And uh, but anyway, uh, uh, I only had nineteen hundred dollars. I told you that story.
0: Well, we have to share it here. You, you. Okay, you and Catherine had saved up nineteen hundred. Your wife Catherine, nineteen hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, we had saved up nineteen hundred dollars, and boy,
0: I—that probably felt like a million.
1: Oh, absolutely. At that time, way back, nineteen was a lot of money. But anyway, so I didn't want to lose that. And what oh, year
0: was this, Abner? What year was this? Now, Well, that had 60. to be uh, in 1970? seventy-sixty-sixty-sixty. 60. 60. I'm okay. sorry, sixty. Yeah. Okay, but
1: anyway, so anyway, uh, the interesting thing was that. Uh, uh, that's how I got into it with, uh, I bought this from Julius, the old man, okay. and he treated me like his kid, mm. and uh, he, I got to tell you, you know, I worked for him, and a lot of times, when I, the first, the deal I ever made was a plow okay. with Lloyd Neal, been gone for years, good guy, at, at down by Murdoch, and I went out and I said to Julius, uh, Lloyd Neal wants to buy a plow. What will I allow for the used one?" Should said, I don't know. I haven't seen it. You allow uh, what you think it's worth, and uh, if you make money, that's fine. If you lose money on it, then you'll learn that we can't do that if we're going okay. to stay in business. Okay. The only advice I ever got from him. So anyway, then a lot of guys, you go, I've been a car dealer, stuff where they say, okay, we'll run it by the boss. We'll run it by the boss. Mm-hmm. I never did. I n- never. Wow. I made a deal. I made a lot of bad deals, made a lot of good deals, but when I made a deal, I I got it all set up and had it delivered.
0: Julius trusted you yeah.
1: to the customer. and and I don't know if they ever looked at the deal or not, but they never gave me credit for. Uh, they never they 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 never uh, said anything about a bad deal. Right. Never. Right. And uh, they never created, they, they 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 well when I made a good deal. Uh, they never gave me real good credit for it either. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was interesting. Yes. And I, uh, I telling Jerry that uh, some things I remember, I went out uh, south of town and traded trailers with a guy, But it was Frank Clossett, yeah. many years ago. And he had a real good trailer. And I traded with him. And going into town, I thought, ooh, I allowed a lot of money for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, kind of wonder. I showed it to old Julius. And he every time you talk, he'd look through his bifocals. And I said, uh, I sold Frank Clausen the trailer, and he went, how are you going to get out of that one, he said. I said, depends no, upon what I get for the used one. And he walked off. Maybe that afternoon or the next afternoon, the guy came in, and he said, you got going to use, use trailers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're at the right place. I've got a good one.
0: <laughs> Just for but you. And I
1: said, I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you one thing before you look at it. Maybe you don't even look at it. I've got to have a lot of money for it it's that good a trailer but i got yeah, have a lot the, of money out loud yeah. for it and we went out and looked at it and he said to me what do you got to have for it i said i gotta have $235. 235 dollars <laughs> 235 i mean that's what i gotta have and it's a good trailer and he looked at it and he said yeah i'll take it for that so i got his check and i got his order and i went into old julius and i said i sold frank class's trailer and he looked through his bifocals. He said, yeah, you were lucky. And he walked <laughs> off. <laughs> he didn't say, he didn't say, uh, good you made a good deal. He said, you were lucky. And he walked off. <laughs> but uh, that that's uh, uh, a lot of good things. A lot of memory. Right. I got to tell you the other one about Jack Crott. Uh, Jack Crot. Then I was with Jack Crott after I bought Julius out. Then I was with Jack Crott. Who?
0: Partners at the John Deere store here. Yes, in
1: yes. Kratt okay. Nelson. owned it. I bought Nelson. Then I was with Kratt. Okay. Uh, till Jerry bought it, but we were selling parts, and and uh, Marvin was gone for dinner, and he didn't know any about parts, and I didn't either. So we were looking for more <laughs> or less a part that looked like this one, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. And he was looking, I was looking, and Jack said to me, if I ever get married again, she's going to have to have money. <laughs> and then, so finally, <laughs> we went out to the counter, and then a guy came up to the counter, and he wanted to buy some O-rings, mm-hmm. and he had a box with different sizes in it. And Jack put it in, in front of that, and, and in front of me, said, "Yeah, yeah, I, this is what I want." He said, "How many you want? Three of them. What, what? How much are they?" Well, uh, three of them, he said, uh, "They're eight uh, cents they're eight a, piece. a piece. They're three for a quarter."
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, and, and three
2: or or, oh. or three for a quarter, but. Uh,
0: Abner, what what do you think uh, when you look out on the, the dealer lot now and you see these two, three, four hundred thousand dollar machines? Can you imagine trading well, one of those? Well, it's up? just
1: like I told you that uh, when I was born, God put something into me, and now it's it's, it's blossoming out. Uh, you become old fashioned as hell and tight as hell, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, so you okay. see if you it, hmm. one tractor, uh, not only be. A, it's more than I paid for the whole place. Right. Amazing, you know what I mean? And yeah. what do I think about it? Uh, I went, to, I just told Jerry, I went to the bank after breakfast, What or in a cafe, and there was a gal from the bank, Mrs. Lundenbrook. Yep. And she come up to me and she said, don't you wish you were in the back of that job? Your business could make all that money. <laughs> and I at her. I just smiled.
2: You know? and, and, uh, no, it's yeah. changed, you know. It's, huh? it's it's changed. It's a different business. Oh, it's a diff- everything yeah. is different. Everything is different.
0: Well, now, back to the auction business, Abner. What was it about the auction business? Because, I mean, to do what you did uh, for so many years and do it so well, what did you love about the auction business?
1: What I love about it? Yeah. I love the people. And when I sold up, I missed the people. And now I can go to a sale, and if you're there, I can visit with you. Right. Before I just walk by and hit you say, hey, how are you doing, Craig? And that's all you can do. Now I can visit with the people. And it's fun to go to a sale. I went to a sale up in Lake Johanna maybe a year and a half ago. I couldn't believe it. I felt like the governor of Minnesota. Everybody was coming up. And and it hit me on the back. Hey, good to see you. Good to see you. You know what I mean? Right. But it's fun. uh,
0: Even as a young auctioneer, you enjoyed uh, the people aspect of the business?
1: Oh, I enjoyed it. And I still enjoy auctions. Right. I, I watch you, Craig. When, Thanks for I, watching. Oh, I watch you absolutely. And uh, when people come up to you, and, and when you think that I was at a sale, uh, this guy brought this at uh, Northwest uh, Highway, and another one brought this, people are interested in that.
0: Right.
1: You know what I mean? Right. Now I have people now that say, "What do you think by that? What do you think it's worth?" I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I have no idea.
0: Hmm. What was the... What would you guess was the highest dollar sale farm sale you had over your career? Uh,
1: five about five hundred and fifty thousand. Five fifty. Okay. That, too, quite a few years ago. Okay. But uh, now uh, these auctioneers, uh, uh, you
0: know, Don Henslin. Oh, Don. a good friend of
1: mine. Yeah, great guy. And he gets a lot of sale. Big sale. Big okay. sale. And I always kidding about it. Said. Uh, who holds the money to town? Who holds your money to town? You know, and he likes that. Likes that, you know. It's just like uh, up in Padua. They got a good eating place. You've been there, Jerry, you know. Yeah. And the guy that owns it is a Rooney. R- I know him real well. Yeah. And he, he he goes he walks around, he looked like this, like he's bashful, you know. <laughs> and one night we were up there and he had a big, big night, Mother's Day night or something. And I said to one in the kitchen, uh, say Rooney. What time did the breaks come in? And he said, "About midnight."
0: <laughs> <laughs> about midnight. Oh, oh. yeah. Okay, it, it, it's great. So, how about memories of some of your first farm auctions, Abner? What do you remember? Were you nervous? Do you remember anything you sold? Anything stand out?
1: Well, one thing that I, uh, that that it maybe sounds like a, a lie, but uh, I think I told Jerry about it today. I had a friend, she got a call from Glenwood, from a lady. They'd had the drugstore. When I was a kid, I remember the drugstore. But she was crippled, and now she walked with a walker. The died. This is, they had the drugstore many, many sure. years ago. Sure. And she called me up. She said, I got a lot of stuff, and a lot of it's from the drugstore. And, and uh, so anyway, I went up and drove up there, and she... She, it was everything upstairs. She said, it's all upstairs. And I went upstairs, it's all in boxes. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I had a gal working for me, worked for me in the auction business, doing my clerking and everything yep. for, for uh, 22 years. Mm-hmm. I wish Nancy was here now. I really do. And and uh, I wish you would give her a call and tell her to come over. <laughs> she'd enjoy that. Mm-hmm. She was fantabulous. But anyway, so I went back and I said to Nancy that uh, Uh, I told this gal, I got two gals, they're working for me. They're honest, they're good, and they're super. I'm going to send them up here. They'll unwrap everything and uh, look it over. Yeah. So I sent Nancy and Linda up there, and I said, you unwrap it. Now you write everything down. Everything you take up, write it down. Take pictures all of stuff, and they did. And uh, so anyway, we had the sale. It was fantastic. I mean, it was super Mm. fantastic. They had a, a cigar box half full of marbles. And uh, all kinds of old, old, old marbles. Well, anyway, so this guy uh, come up to me before this. I started. When you come to the marbles, when you sell choice, I said yes. I'll sell choice. You bet. <laughs> you bet. I'll sell choice. And I said, we're gonna sell choice out here now. Sell choice. Okay. All right. What do you give Twenty-five dollars. What do you give Twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That marble sold for three hundred and thirty-five dollars. One marble. One more. And I kept saying that's for one. That's for one. That's for one. I couldn't believe it. it was a one, one, one. And he bought it. So after the sale, this guy came up to me and he said, You know that marble that brought three hundred and thirty-five dollars? Yeah. You asked twenty-five to start it? Yeah. You don't know your marbles, do you? And I said, Damn right, I don't know my marbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But isn't that interesting? Uh, yeah. I uh-huh. asked for twenty-five yeah. and it was worth three hundred, you know. <laughs> wow. But that one thing about an auction sale, uh, Greg, then you've seen this too. Maybe you'll say, this thing should bring so much dollar, and it doesn't. Right. And here's something you'll say, ain't going to bring much. Bring a fortune. Yeah,
0: every sale has a couple high low, don't they?
1: I had a, another sale for some people up there uh, west of Scandi, and he died, and she called me up, and they had a lot of old stuff, but they had a lot of small stuff. And I said, uh, no use standing on the rack. You know, it, it'll take too much time. Put it in piles. Put it in piles. Right. And we did, and it worked like a charm. We got to one pile that said, first of all, I said, I'll sell choice out of the piles. Choice out of the pile. Anything you want, the pile. Got to this one pile and sell choice. One guy, a matter of fact, will you sell choice? You bet, you bet. <laughs> Two guys must have known what's in there. Up, 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 up. And I said, that's for one piece now. That's for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One piece. And they, and they run big price. And he picked a piece of junk out of there. And I said, yeah, what is that? Said so that's an old seat out of an Indian motorcycle. The leather was off of it, you know. Oh wow! You know, <laughs> but it's wow. interesting, in it? Yeah.
0: What What about uh, other uh, other things? Memories of items that took off and sold high, Abner, uh, machinery wise, over the years. Anything well, really? Well, there's stick out? there's
1: a lot of things you're selling that, uh, uh, you know, it 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 just uh, a sale is a thing. If you've got two people that really want something. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Say that uh, there was a guy that had a, uh, a few years ago, I didn't sell this, but they said they they had a a, a 4010 down south someplace. Maybe you heard about that. Two neighbors were after it. Sure. And it brought damn near twice really what it was
0: worth. But the two
1: neighbors wanted the tractor.
0: Right. Yeah, the the psychology of the auction is is kind of fascinating, isn't it? Uh, From the buyer mentality. Now, I've had auctioneers, Abner, tell me over the years, Sometimes they can look out at the crowd and kind of tell who's going to buy and how much they want to pay.
1: Well, I don't know how much you want to get, but you can look into the crowd and you can look at people and, and you can just walk up to a guy and you know he's going to bid. You know he's interested. You right. know what I mean? Right. They got a different look. They look, uh, uh, I don't know, they look interested. Right, don't. right. I had a sale, I'll tell you another comical day. I had a sale up at, uh, I had a lot of fun at sales. If you knew people, uh, you had to know who you, but I had to sell a junkyard up at Starbucket and, and, uh, four ladies showed up and, uh, uh, one was Mrs. Lou Landmark and she was a real jolly person. So there was an old dump truck, an old dump truck. And, uh, I got it up to $300 and I said, okay, what's your number? What? What's your number? What? You bought the truck. After she said, I didn't buy the truck. You know, you know, I don't need that truck. What would I bid on it? It got really funny. It got to be good. I said, Well, I said, You know, Lou, I thought you were bidding. You kept winking at me, and I didn't know if you were bidding or flirting. She said, I wasn't doing either one. <laughs> now, when I see her, I said, Do you got any more duck trucks? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, uh, how about this, Abner? Coming up on your 92nd birthday, You've, you've legendary auctioneer, got a great career selling machinery. People love you; they know you everywhere. Give us your secrets to uh, a happy and successful life.
1: Happy success, success. All yeah. right. Uh, I think to have a real successful, happy life, uh, you have got got a good faith. Mm-hmm. You have good faith, and and uh, uh, some things that ain't going, you accept them. You accept. You accept things that. Look on the sunny side of life. You know what I mean.
0: Right. Uh,
1: there's days when it's cloudy uh, and, and miserable, like today. But we know that maybe tomorrow, the next day, the sun is going to shine. But it, it it's uh, uh, attitude has got a lot to do with lots of things. Hmm. Lots of things. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, uh, people are great. I mean, people, people are super great. They really are.
0: You know, one one thing when I talk to young farmers, Abner, I or young people in general, I, I was a pretty shy guy growing up, and I, I just find it super powerful when you talk to the person next to you, and the auctions are kind of an unusual opportunity. One of our last opportunities these days. About to, what? To talk to people, maybe that you don't even know, just strike up oh, a conversation.
1: You, absolutely, you 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 could you could walk up to a guy and you could say anything to him. And, start any, you know what I mean? Talk right. about the weather. Talk about this. Right. And uh, uh, yeah, it, and, and and that that's uh, another thing that's a key that uh, I, would, I one thing I'm blessed with, I'm good on names. I can remember names and it's an interesting thing you go up to say, uh, hi, John. Hi, Joe. Hi, Clarence. Call them by their first name. I went to Wilmer at one time many, many years ago. And, and there was a guy who had a clothing store, Ranny. You remember Ranny's? Yes. And uh, we went in there one time. The first time we ever been in the Ranny's. Okay. Sure. And we bought some stuff. We were going to go to Las Vegas. And then I had a sale down to Wilmer about two years after that. And uh, when I was done, I drove uptown. And I come to street Ranny's clothing store. And I said, oh my God. I haven't seen him for a long time. But in the, in the back of this, where you walk in, there was a little room, maybe... One fourth, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. There he, he'd go back with friends and have coffee. Okay. I came through the back door and said, "Hi." He mm-hmm. said, "Abner Jacobson, where have you been? Where have you been?" I said, And my God, I couldn't believe that he remembered me. Right. And uh, oh, God, he talked. Come on in, have coffee. Come on, have. He introduced me to the other guys, but it was an interesting thing. So we were talking. He said, "I got to show you something." I gotta show you. So I got a new suit today that ain't something different. I gotta show it to you. So I put the coat on. That his wife gave to him. She said, perfect. It really fit perfect. Put the pants on too, and he started tucking up the pants. I said, "I'm not <laughs> going to buy it." I know you're not," he said. But I just want to see what it looks like. And and uh, I he took, took me up to the, bureau, uh, in, in the mirror, and I stood looking. Looks pretty nice. I bought it. <laughs> and uh, so when I come home, my wife said, what's that, a new suit? She said, you just got one. <laughs> I know that. How come you bought that one? I said, I got hypnotized. <laughs> I mean, the guy actually, just like he hypnotized me. Uh, he sold me the suit. Uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and he
2: remembered your name. Huh? He remembered your name.
1: He remembered my name. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, after he said, Jacobson, where you been? It's so very like, powerful, uh, isn't it, to, to call it people by name?
2: U.S. Custom Harvesters Incorporated is an association of professional custom harvesters serving the needs of the American farmer. The U.S. Custom Harvesters is a dues-funded nonprofit membership organization, the strength of which is in its membership primarily consists of individual harvesters such as combine, forage, hay, and cotton, as well as related businesses like equipment manufacturers. The U.S. Custom Harvesters, we harvest the crops that feed the world. Become a member today. Go to uschi.com or call the National Office of the U.S. Custom Harvesters at six two zero two zero.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview, folks, with my with my friend Abner Jacobson. Passed away May 7th of 19 at the age of 93. Uh, so much knowledge to share. Love the stories about the auction business, the farm equipment business, and just dealing with people. I mean, life is short. Uh, we can all pick up uh, bits of wisdom from folks who have gone ahead of us. And I just love Abner's uh, outlook on Dealing with people and also how beautiful his two takeaways when I asked him what Abner, what's the secret to a happy, successful life? And Abner thought about it a little bit. And he said, Greg, you gotta have faith. You gotta have faith. And also look on the sunny side of life. So thank you, my friend Abner. Fun to remember that conversation. And folks, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And remember every day, even the tough days, are a gift and a blessing. And we will talk to you soon. And again, Big shout out and thanks to our sponsor, good folks at Case IH.